Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Mark Williams, and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. And welcome to yet another edition of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. Yes, it's that time of the week again. Time for the Jack Link's Beef Jerky 365 Days of Sport Radio Show. Strap yourselves in, people, because it's show 198. Whoever had these headphones on before me said a massive head. Really? Yeah, big adjustment. This felt like I was putting on granddad's headphones when I was a wee infant or something like that. It was very, very strange. Uh, that's the voice of Rob Bryce, people. Yeah, what's happening? Not much. You got the old actually. Alabama Slammer shirt on there again. Go. Yeah. Roll Tide, I should say. Not go. It's yeah. not, you don't go. It's mm. Roll Tide. Is that what it was? Because they're the Alabama Crimson Tide, Rob. Crimson. Oh, I like that film with Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman. The big standoff in the submarine. Crimson Tide. Oh, yeah. You do know that one? No. Yeah. Um, and talking of American football and college football, well, college sport, yeah. it's the NFL draft. When is that? Thursday, I think. Oh, Thursday in America, Friday over here. Is that as big a deal as the AFL draft? Uh, it's probably <laughs> a little bit bigger than... <laughs> unless you're Bob, Rob. Yeah. That's a joke from a long time ago. Um, it's a massive deal in the States. Yeah. Because the NFL, with 32 teams, 300 Division One colleges, it's all about equalisation. Yeah. And obviously, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. They pick last. So they, they get... Not in terms of like race and, and stuff. And, oh, and definitely doing, not. It's, it's, definitely no. not in terms of race. It's just about in terms of ability. In terms of ability mm. and the ability to win mm-hmm. or the talent. It's but... not one of these stupid, insane, inclusive diversity type of things. They're imposing it on athletes that they have to have the same type of different socioeconomic background, um, a balance of like he, paupers as well as rich people. Um, um, they have to have like. As many different blacks, Hispanics, whites are all evenly proportioned throughout Asians. There can't be that many Asians in the league. I wouldn't have thought. How, how are you going to see? How are you going to fulfil those roles? One quotas don't work. Is my point. He's a kicker for the Atlanta Falcons. I think. So how are you going to split one player um, into eighteen teams? Doesn't work. I don't think quotas they, don't work. They don't. But they've tried to bring in. This is going to get serious now. Yeah. In in the states, they brought in what they call the Rooney Rule. What's that? Where they are trying to equalise the amount of minorities in coaching and management roles. <sighs> it doesn't work. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm not I think it's early. It in the seems piece. like a nice idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah but definitely. you just you may not necessarily have the equal pool of talent and ability, or or, well, might, about... or just purely the numbers of one particular type of people yeah, yeah. to make up their proportion so, of each team. It just won't work. Okay, they're not obliged to hire, but they're obliged to interview across the board. I right. think it's... The, I'd love to talk to someone about this. Even really that's would. hard, because yeah, it, it but based... I mean, you, you still probably get people... I mean, say, I mean, putting football aside, yeah, if yeah. some other industry, you'll probably get people who are uh, university or college educated, hmm. and some of those who may not be, and you end up just grabbing some pauper off the street. Yeah. Oh, we need to fill the, the race quota for the interview. Yeah, yeah. I've got to say, I don't know enough about the Rooney rule in okay. America, but I do know it's a thing. Sounds and stupid. And I don't know the implications and if it's done any good. Yeah. That's the big thing, because at the end of the day, if it doesn't do any good, it's no good. Is it based on Ed Rooney off Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yes, Rob. The principal? Uh, yeah. Because he, he wasn't much of a bloke. He, the- he got karate kicks from old Jennifer, what's her name, the sister at the end, after she um, hooked up with Charlie Sheen at the police dancing. station. Yeah, Jennifer um, Grey, that's her. It was on the other night, wasn't it? It was on the other night, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, that- and it's definitely not named after Wayne Rooney either. Okay. Who spent a bit of time in the old MLS. Well, he, would, he was at least some kind of athlete. 
not a big yep. nose ginger headmaster who mm. uh, stepped in the mud and gets his, his soup but pants he, all shredded up Rooney, and chased by the Ed Rooney terrier. was in the right, though. What? Ed Rooney was in the right. What do you mean he's in the right? He was in the right because... Oh, because Ferris Bueller was. He was a cheater. Exactly yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Jack and the Beanstalk. Here it is again. That's what Ferris Bueller is. Yeah. Should have been caught. Nah. Nah. Got away with it. The bad guys win. And poor old, what's his name, this nerdy friend, he is one who has to end up copying it from yeah. his dad. and he broke a Ferrari. He smashed his old school Ferrari. Unbelievable. Another Jack and the... See, got to stop hearing these Jack and the Beanstalk types. Yeah. They're big, dodgy punters. No accountability for disgraceful behaviour. It's like, you talk about heroing, it's like yep. that judge off MasterChef. Which one? The Scottish one. Oh, who he wants to... Oh, what's, it, what's Jock done? Well... He set fire to an apprentice in oh. his restaurant in Adelaide, and the apprentice sued him, and he went bankrupt because of it. How long ago? I don't know. It's just a story I read. But, but, but when you say he set fire to it, apparently him. it was a prank gone wrong. Right? Oh, that well, that can but, happen. Yeah, you just set fire to people. No, yeah, that's one of those moments where you you make a mistake, and it can <laughs> yeah. go can go badly you make wrong. Make a mistake, and you get a yeah. plum job at uh, whoops, Channel whoops, Ten. Whoops! First degree burns. Channel Master Chefs on clearly character doesn't mean anything when you're a master chef judge well because it's just about the thing is he's just a master chef judge it doesn't matter well like colin barris mm, he had good sound character well, didn't he? it's easy to tear down people have you been watching master chef anyway rob yeah i watched a little bit yeah good. yeah it's At the same same old stuff yeah um, now uh what's uh what's gonna say I don't know. Um, what were you going to say? I had something worthwhile there for a bit, nah, but it's gone. Didn't. Come on, why change the How did you enjoy the AFL? From did you, did you, did you, What do you think of Hawthorne v uh, Adelaide? Three-point game. I saw a little bit of I was Brisbane versus Carlton. You actually what? Oh, that sounds like a big game. <laughs> it was huge, man. Yeah. Huge. The five minutes I saw, yeah. the standard was very poor. Oh, come on, there was a, It was an in indoor stadium, so... The conditions had nothing to do with it, and yeah. there was a lot of fumbling and kicking along the floor. And yeah. You just want to tear it down, don't you? Um, you I, just... I, look, at least I gave it a chance. You gave it a, a, a right. And it still didn't do anything for me. Okay. Mind you, saying that, last night there was an A-League game on in Melbourne, and um, nobody realised. Well, what happened to the... Didn't the victory get beaten 7-0 oh, or something? 7-0, yeah. And then the bloke got fired uh, straight after. Yeah, he did. Actually, uh, there's a game tonight. I think Sydney have won 1-0 over the Melbourne victory, if you're keen on the A-League scores. Okay. But A-League records new low as just 990 people turn up to a game. Right. I thought you were going to say nine for a minute. Well, judging yeah. by the reactions, it was a rescheduled match on a Monday night, but an all-new crowd low in Melbourne was a sign of a season gone on too long. It was 13 people less than the previous low crowd of 1,003, a record set in the 2010-11 season when the now-defunct North Queensland Fury hosted the Brisbane Roar. So this was at Amy Park. Mm. It ho- holds 30,050 people. So they reckon 990 people were there which mm-hmm. they now think was an overestimate. Yeah. That's 3.3% of capacity. Okay. They reckon there was more seagulls in the stadium than spectators yep. at yep. one stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not gone down too well. I'm trying to think if I've ever played a gig to literally no one. I'm, I'm sure I have. Like, normally there's a few stragglers yeah, somewhere, yeah. but I think uh, uh, I think it was a Demon Parade show, actually. When nobody at this, was there? This weird venue underneath the train, Flinders train station. Oh, the... Um, and it was right near Christmas. The Pokies place isn't it well no there's no pokies it's, it's sort of these old um sort of archway oh, on the okay archway the sort side, of shed yeah. things yeah right. i don't think there's anything there anymore okay i think it was right before christmas and i had to fly to new zealand the next day or something we did the show i'm sure there was literally not one person because there used to be a pub underneath the station i think it was called clocks 
Right. It was, big, it was a big pokey place, really. Okay. But I didn't realise there was a venue underneath the... Uh, at, well, at more, more at the uh, Spencer Street end of Flinders Station. I know it doesn't run all the way to Spencer Street. Yeah, okay, a bit further down. But, uh, okay, uh, interesting. Was it, And there was hardly anyone there, two or three? No, no, I think there was actually none. Zero. So we were on quite early, about 8 o'clock or something. Right. Um, and it was not a place where bands play, really. Very, yeah. very strange. I've been to a lot of venues in Melbourne, and I've never even heard of this. Yeah. The but- thing was, sometimes it can take you a while, because they had really massive lights, like blinding lights, so you couldn't really see, uh, and a bit of smoke machine action going. Uh, but once better. the smoke cleared, it was clear that there was no one there. Right. Yeah, so you could sort of pretend... I went to a show in Brisbane a few years ago. It was UMI were playing. They were the headline yeah. band. Yeah. Now, I always get these two confused. Is yeah. it the Vines or the Hives? Which one were the... The Vines is the Australian the, band. Okay, so yeah. it was the Vines. They opened up. They came on. I mean, it was fairly... They were the opening act. There was a middle yeah. act. I can't remember who the middle act. Anyway, so they played, and they, they had quite a bit of hype at mm. this time, mm-hmm. but they played the first song. I reckon there was probably 250 people in there. Yeah. When they played the first song. Yeah. After the first song. Oh, you told me this. Half the crowd left. Yeah. After the second song. Yeah. About 80% of that crowd left. Yeah. Halfway through their third song, there were five people left. Yeah, right. That's how... They were just bad. Everything was off. I'm sure you told me about this yeah. one. Was he having... Because he was a bipolar. Right. And he had the capacity to just go a bit mental. Was he, like, just doing mental They're, stuff? Uh, uh, were they fighting remember. on stage or no, did they look... No, they were out to play. Okay. They were just off. It was just bad, and he was he was a bit shouty, and the guitar the guitars were kind of fighting over each other. Yeah, to disgraceful try and... sound. Yeah, it wasn't great. Okay, just the whole vibe. And at this this point, they were re- relatively big after the first record, kind of thing. I think it was about the same time as the first record came out. Yeah, so they'd like been on Rove at that point. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. They and were I think they were lower on Letterman out not long after that. Um, possibly. Because that's a famous one. His his Letterman breakdown. Okay. Where he's supposed to do get, for, and he just didn't sing properly and did all these made all these weird noises, and oh, then I think smashed up the guitar or something. Okay. And I think I remember watching the bass player just fuming, walking off. And apparently, this is very common. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we weren't too impressed, and I I did duck my head around to see if they were still on a couple of times, yep. and there were you could count them on one hand the people that were still watching them. Yeah. I mean, the th- bipolars are, are a bit up and down. I'm not sure you you can just call them bipolars. No, he was diagnosed yeah, bipolar. Yeah, but you can't just bipolars. Oh, as a plural? Yes. Did you tell me I'm wrong? I'm not. I'm just questioning that. Isn't that essentially the def- one of the definitions of, of a bio- someone who's bipolar, that they're a bit up and down? Yes, yeah. definitely. But it's medically diagnosed. Yeah, yeah. I think you should just call them people with bipolar disorder. Right. Not just bipolars. I, I can, bit, I can use whatever can. Probably a bit derogatory. My... You can. You definitely can. I'm just using a collective term. People with bipolar or bipolars. What, what, <laughs> why is that derogatory? Break it down for me. <laughs> you can't just throw them all in the same bucket, Rob. Oh, yeah. There's the bipolars there's over those, there. There's the blokes over there. There's the bipolars over there. <laughs> there's the nuns over there. Uh, there's yeah. the priests. Yeah. Not sure. Not sure. Hey, um, apparently cricket's back in the Commonwealth Games. Good. Was it still? Oh, T20. T20. Okay. But yep. only for women. What? That's sexist, isn't it, Rob? <laughs> well, well, it I'm actually sure, is. I but, know. But, um, I, I'm trying to find reports wherever there is a men's competition, but it only seems to be that it's only a women's tournament. Maybe they got m- more important things to do, the men, than, that, than, getting, the, than getting the Commonwealth medal. That's probably right, actually. That <laughs> yeah. is probably on the money. Probably because clash with something else. obviously Commonwealth Games would be right in the middle of the English cricket season, so yeah. tests and probably other tournaments happening. Didn't they try six aside one at a time? No, they, they had a full 50 over tournament in Kuala Lumpur in 98. Really? Yeah, same for Africa one. I don't, and it was I don't f- remember that at all. 
Where were you, Rob? In 1998, yeah. I was in form high school, last year yeah. high school. Oh, what a tournament in Malaysia. The Kuala Lumpur International Cricket Centre, it just went off. Was it they a were... knockout tournament? Uh, that's a great question. No, I think there were two pools of four. They played three games and it was a semi-final and final. I think South Africa beat Australia in final. Should have asked John D about that. I have on... no memory of this. What's nothing? Should have um, asked John D about the, that. The one good thing about it was, um, obviously, the West Indies can't compete as the West Indies. They have to compete as Barbados or Jamaica. Oh, or, right. Because it's the Commonwealth Games. Oh, and that's, that's how the big podger got, wasn't there? The big, big no, beefy was, catching the... That was the World Cup, but Bermuda qualified for the World Bermuda. Cup. Oh, okay. Is Bermuda not part of the West Indies? No, not in cricket. I didn't know that. It's weird, isn't it? I don't. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know why Bermuda is not in the West Indies for cricket. Okay. I don't know whether they've got a team in the like Caribbean Premier League or anything like that, or whether they play in the domestic West Indies tournament. I'm not sure actually. It's interesting. Okay. Didn't your sister used to live in B- Bermuda? Yep, for one one year and a bit, or maybe two. She should have filled us in on the Bermudan cricket scene. Yeah, yeah, she would have been really in tune with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's an eight-team tournament. They've seeded seven through, mm-hmm. and then they're going to let the Caribbean countries play off against each other for the last spot. Okay. Which I'm gutted because Wales and Scotland and Ireland, well, Northern Ireland, not mm. Republic Ireland, they're not mm. in the Commonwealth Games, they haven't got a team. Wales definitely haven't got a team. Why not? Why don't we get to qualify for this Commonwealth Games cricket tournament? Because is it still under England and Wales? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Here's where the, so... the issue is, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Here's where now the issue has is. his moment to start complaining. We can't now put a team in the Commonwealth Games because of the English. Uh, the whole reason for this being uh, relayed now, this article was come through. Is a chance to be for you complain about the lack of independence for Welsh. Not even allowed. Not even allowed to How c- enter a that, team see, that's in the right. qualifying. Surely we don't exist as a country, Rob. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to play you this straight off the bat because this is we're talking about uh, Welsh independence. Yeah, as we were. This is the leader of a. He's. I, I'm pretty sure this bloke is actually Welsh. Yep. He actually runs a political party called Abolish the Welsh Assembly, and I think is even shortage shortened now to Abolish Wales. Okay. But listen. It, to it's this. Like, I hope he's not English. Just listen. Just All right. you will All laugh. Right. Is Wales a country? I don't understand the premise behind that, that question, quite frankly. Do you think Wales is a country? Well, I, I view it as a nation. I view it as a country. I view Which it as an entity country... within, though, the United Kingdom. Which other country in the world doesn't have its own parliament? I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. But he couldn't explain. This is a Welshman, obviously, I could tell yeah. by the accent. He couldn't answer the question about whether Wales is a country or not. Yeah. And by definition, it is a country. And in fact, it is a sovereign nation within the United Kingdom. Yeah. But it doesn't, ha- does it doesn't have its own parliament. He wants to abolish the parliament. I, I kind of agree with him, actually, because it doesn't have any power right. or like, lawmaking ability. Okay. And the fact is, if we wanted to make any laws, it has to go to Westminster, and we've only got 40, 30 or 40 MPs yeah. out of 600. So how okay. the hell are we going to get stuff through the parliament anyway? Yeah, sure. So we need our own independent parliament. In fact, we need our own independent country. We need to cut ourselves off from the English. Basically. How will that affect the old Union Jack? Well, the Welsh flag's not on the Union Jack anyway, Rob. <laughs> Overlooked again. I didn't think it was. I couldn't figure it out. Where hell? Yeah, there's no, no dragon on it. No, there definitely isn't. <laughs> no green. They yeah. always kind of brought in it. Oh, it's got this. Uh, the background is the you know the old uh, cross of Saint David. No, it's not. Get out of it. It's just oppressive. 
That's what it is, Rob. It's oppressive. Okay. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, talking about Wales and yep. rugby. Yeah. What are you doing, October thirtieth, twenty twenty-one, Rob? October thirty. You don't think that's a relevant date for me? I know what it is. You might be I'm celebrating. turning forty-one, or you might be crying in your beer because it's what? Wales versus New Zealand in Cardiff on Saturday, thirtieth of October. <laughs> uh, tickets start from forty quid if you want to go. Uh, not sure when they go on sale. Kickoff is to be confirmed. Is that what? How far into the tour are we when we play? that game i reckon that's the first game because yeah. i can tell you why yeah it falls outside the international window which starts on october 31st in terms of counting for affecting your relegation and points for uh no any game that falls outside of the international window yeah clubs do not have to release their players oh. to the teams Okay. So we have four players that play in England. Yeah. I believe one of them has it written into his contract that he can play for Wales. Okay. And the other three, including Dan Bigger and Talupe Faladao, yep. they won't be released. Ah. So we'll probably have three of our players not available. And also, I would also say, you don't really want to be one of the first games against the All Blacks because we're probably going to be better at the start. Whereas by the end, we're more vulnerable because we're pretty tired by then. I've said this time and time again. Yep. Wales are awful starters for okay. in terms of the first game of the series we are yeah. we're slow starters yeah. it, it takes us a game to get going okay so we might uh, get a friendly going against uh, but won't you just be coming off this oh no that's before all the Six Nations and that isn't it yeah obviously it's the Lions yeah yeah, yeah. Ju- June July this year is it in South Africa I don't in front know. of no oh in South Africa that's yeah. right so in terms of that I'm excited we also play South Africa on the 6th of November uh, Fiji on the 14th of November and Australia mate on the 20th of November so I'm not sure who the Kiwis are playing mm. over there they'll probably play England, Scotland, Ireland I'm assuming they might play what France. sort of a celebration would you do if you beat the All Blacks FIFA? Oh. what would you do what would you the greatest day of my life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Simple as that. Simple as that. What did you go and what would you do to celebrate? I don't have to do anything, Rob. You just hang it's around, just, everyone? It's just the uh, overflowing... Zen. <laughs> yes. The chi. Just, just the over... The chi energy will flow through I'll be you. overcome with emotion. Yeah. Just realise it. Well, the worst thing is, this is when my, uh, you know, started to regret things about, oh, what could have been? Should have yeah. won that 2011 World Cup. Right. Should have won the 2019 oh, World is that, Cup. Oh, okay, so right. when we beat the All Blacks <laughs> yeah. in uh, six months' time, mm. you just think, oh, we should have won that yeah. World Cup. It's just that regret. But if you don't win, we will cheat and win. Probably. Yeah, as usual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jump out of line out, <laughs> 16 men on the field, get red cards for no reason. Uh, that type of thing. I'm assuming oh. the, the referee will be Wayne Barnes, who uh, went to school in Wales, hopefully. Okay. He's get normally getting the, uh, getting the stuff happening. He's handy, is um, he? How's your golf, Rob? Rubbish. Good? I had a 97. <laughs> what? Well, it was really three, just a blowout holes. I had a 10 on one hole. Oh, film looks and stuff. It, it's not, it's coming, I figured it, I think I figured it out. What happened was, too much watching Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, don't do that. And at the driving range, I was trying to do his sort of lift and lean, just for a laugh, just trying to tonk it, but I think it had filtered into my normal swing, and I re- and so I've just gone back to rock solid body, don't move your body, already hitting it much better, so okay. I think I think I'll be right. How's this? It was the New Zealand Speed Golf Open. Oh, yeah. On the weekend. Yeah. Jamie Reid won it. He shot a 74. He did the round in 41 minutes. 41, yeah. Chris Harris did about that. Really? A 72, though. Wow. And, yeah. 74 over 18 holes in 41 minutes. That's ridiculous. A lot of training involved there. Does it say how many clubs he uses? They normally use 
Only three clubs, generally. Okay. Just got to hit it straight. You'd That's Probably ridiculous. three or four iron. Did it say what the course is? New Zealand. It says New Zealand. It's the New Zealand Open. I will look it up in the, <laughs> the break New Zealand Open. Yeah, New Zealand Open of speed golf. Uh, I would imagine Jamie Reed's probably one of the better players in the world if you're doing 74 in 41 minutes. Yeah, I would agree. With three clubs. I but, reckon putter, four iron, and a eight or nine. Nah, you, driver. You've got to have a driver in there. Nah. No, because why? Because you need to hit it like... If you hit it straight and hit it about 200, 210 with your four iron, you just need to be up the guts every time. The par five. That might issue. not be long enough. Well, I'll tell you what, Rob. We'll yeah, I want to find out what the strategies speed are go- for what? speed golfers. I reckon they'll go four clubs. I reckon you're yeah. right, but I reckon they had the driver as well. You reckon there'd be a wood there? Well, you'd have to. You'd have, and it'd probably be a big tonker. Tonker tough. I think they might just hit it straight. I don't think they... I don't reckon. There's too much risk in being off the fairway. Yeah, but... Anyway. I don't know. It just, it just annoys me anyway. Okay. That right. they're able to do this. Yes, they, it would be Because I was annoying. complaining about when I was one over at that time of Jubilee, and then I had to got called through six holes in a row, and I was yeah. freaking exhausted. Oh. Hey, bro. If we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass... No grass? Would you eat me to survive? Oh, bro. Who'd eat a cow? Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. I'm Mick Fanning, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Now, I know you're a gambler, Rob. You love the horses. I love the horses. Don't always love me, but... <laughs> Same for everyone. I, I almost got one again. This is... I was going to say this is brilliant. It's not brilliant. Yeah. It's really not. It's really not good at all. Jockey gets eight-year ban for shocking name-change scandal after Chiefs discover he was secretly betting on himself. Ah, you can't do that. Jockey has been hit with an eight-year ban after orchestrating a shocking name-change scandal. Daniel Jack Smith bet on races he was competing in, but under a different name. Smith had the birth name Terry Trichel, but had it legally changed to Smith. However, his plan was to bet under the name of Smith while still riding as Trichel. Right. Smith even bet on himself in certain races, wagering a total of just over $1,000 on races in which he had a ride. Mm. Australian racing chiefs noticed the suspicious activity last December after launching a probe into suspicious betting activity around one of his mounts. Further investigation found the jockey had been implicated in betting on races he was involved in across an 18-month period from July 2019 to December 2020. A statement from Northern Territory Stewards made at the time read, whilst Terry Trichel had been licensed and riding as a jockey under that name, he had previously changed his name by Depol and is now identified as Daniel Jack Smith and he has been operating the betting accounts under that name. Well that was quite an effort wasn't it? He did. He that will get you eight years. Yeah. This bloke has won as a jockey, oh he's not won but he's won for his owners, mm. over seven and a half million dollars. Just uh, like aside from the gambling side? or No, he, this is a, as a jockey, just normal prize money. Yeah, prize money. Yeah, so he didn't even really need to do it at all anyway. Does, well, he's probably got a gambling problem, Robert. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, but 32 charges he pled guilty to. He put 168 bets on races he was not involved in. So he does have probably a little bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, stake in a total, not much, $6,000 between April 19 and July 2020. Smith was banned for 18 years. Eight, eight years for his betting offences and three for false declarations. So, uh, so in his phone, he's enrolled under. I see Smith, that name. Okay, and as a jockey, he's Mister Trichel. Smith's bizarre case is the second in recent months to raise eyebrows with regards to betting activity. Earlier this year, French jockey Maxime Tissier was banned for nine months after staff recognised him walking in the bookies to place bets. 
whilst wearing his riding gear. Oh. Yeah, you're not going to get away with that way. That was a little too cash. That's a little bit of a giveaway. Riding in in your silks. And that's really... In your bright green and your riding hat and your jotters. That's anonymous gambling suicide. That's what that is. Um, Is that that the official term? That's the official term. That's what it is. The thing is, surely if you're going to go down that road, if you decide you're going to try and go behind the back sneaky, illegal, dishonourable way of going about things, which I would not recommend anyone do. But if you did, surely you just go for the big one hit. Because you could get away with it once, I reckon. I don't know if with you can big, nowadays. But just just one time. <laughs> if you're doing this, this multiple effort sort of thing. Yeah, they catch up with you in the end. Eventually it catches up. Yeah. The problem is they do track betting patterns now. Yeah. So anything out of the ordinary, they it flags to the authorities yeah. and they go and check it out. Right. Obviously, that's how this got triggered because he had obviously done it for 18 months without Trace and yeah. something's happened. He's obviously perhaps ridden a horse a couple of times, ridden it badly, but right. he knows it's quite good. Yeah. And he and said to the owner, he said yeah. to the trainers, yeah, yeah. next time, yeah, mate, yeah, next time. So it's 100 to 1. Yeah. He's lumped on, like yeah. you say, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cleaned yeah. up. Yeah. And that's where. Hit and run. That's Hit and run. They, that's how it got triggered, Rob. That's how it got triggered. <laughs> you can't do it anymore. <laughs> See, this is the thing. If ever one of my 11-leg massive Hail Marys comes in, <laughs> yeah. they can go back and oh. track a number of these that have not come <laughs> in. There. There's a long, long history of 10-leg Hail Marys with five bucks on that, yeah. does, that have not I come think, in. I think you'll be all right. I'll be fine. You're probably not a jockey either. Being um, six foot one and no, I'm all, it's also perfect. Yeah, regardless, I have no connections as well. Yeah, as the well. only I, I once got a tip from an Uber driver. Oh, and it's just a tip. Did it come in? It came second. Oh, it's not but bad. it was it got pipped on the line. It was leading. Oh, I called Prussian bad. Vixen, paying about fourteen dollars. Oh, it's not bad. Yeah, he said this horse is picking. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a it's a leader. It's one of these leaders that goes flying out, but normally always gets runs down. He said oh. this time, no, no, no. Mooney Valley. It was. Uh, I think it was a front runners. Front runners at Mooney Valley, Rob. It might have just been Flemington, actually. Okay. Do you want to know a bit more about speed golf? Oh, I, yeah, let's fire away. Let's hear it. You did I ask mean, the question. Yeah. So Jamie Reed, he's the New Zealand champion. He finished second in the World Championships a couple of years ago in New York. Mm. That time he shot a 79 in 47 minutes in New York. The winner shot 71 in 55 minutes. And that was the first time ever somebody had shot under par in the Speed Golf World Championships. Okay, yep. He normally takes five clubs. So he does take a driver, like mm. you uh, like you mentioned. Yep. He takes a three or four iron, mm-hmm. uh, a seven or eight iron, a gap wedge, whatever a gap wedge is. I don't know what that means. It's probably in kind of an all-rounder club between a sand pitching and a lob. Yeah. Something that does it. Perhaps it's got a little wheel on it. You can just adjust the adjust. angle. I'm just guessing. Uh, whatever a gap wedge is and obviously a putter. He he actually won seven hundred and fifty US dollars for coming second in the World Championship. The winner won two thousand dollars, which is crazy. He is a scratch golfer. His <laughs> handicap index is zero point zero. I've got to say that the money is rubbish, given the, the fact that when, when, when you look at like uh, something like darts. But the, the money is pretty damn good for darts. A lot more skill in and darts. There's, a, there's a lot speed. more skill in darts than being able to go even par in 33 minutes running around. You have to run. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you put that speed golfer next to some <laughs> one of those big porky darters who's having a pint while he's playing. Yeah. 
None of them do that anymore, do they? Surely, the old pint. Because you sent that great clip out during the week. This is the, <laughs> beefy, beefy sent this clip to me during the week of uh, BBC's uh, darts superstar Welshman yeah. and showing him training. And he just looks like the most unimpressive bloke. At, at, like, at a glance, he doesn't look like he's much of anything, does he? It was he? from 1975, <laughs> Rob, where like it, terrible wasn't, haircut. it was encouraged to drink as much as you can and smoke, by the way, as much as you can during darts matches. I love the bit because it's a Wales-England match right. in some working man's club right up yeah. in the valleys in Ferndale or something. The silence is deafening in the crowd. They, they are they fixated. They were into it. They were but well into it. They called him up for his match, and I love the way he took his pint with him. <laughs> he made sure he had his pint there. Alan Evans, that was, who yeah. was the kind of the unofficial world champion back then because, mm. as you know from the quiz, Rob, the other week. I'm, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. The first official world darts champion yeah. was unbelievable. Unbelievably, the other player in the Welsh pair. Interesting. In that Wales England match in 1975. Okay. Leighton Reese. Leighton Reese. So Leighton Reese and Alan Evans, when we were at the top of the darts world, like we are now. Yeah. History repeats, Rob. History repeats. Yeah, great doco, this one. Very. Really? Just... It was in depth. It was a panorama special from 1975. But wasn't it better when just no one really cared about petty stuff so much? He got. He used to get paid 30 quid to do an exhibition yeah, on a yeah. Monday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what he said. It's a great document. Well, I'll tell you what we might do. Check out the 365 Days of Sport Facebook page. Mm. I'll put the little darts documentary up 1976 there. BBC. 75, yeah. yeah. And you can all see it for yourselves. Fantastic. We've got to thank friend of the show, Mark Tyrrell, for sending that through. He uh, he was the one that found that. Okay. From Knox City Soccer Club or Football Club, whatever they want to be called. Anyway, back to the golf. Reed says he only needs five clubs. I usually take a driver. says, I don't tee the ball up like the other guys because it wastes time. They all use three woods and sometimes their tees are still in the ground as they don't pick them up. If they're there, I'll use them. If not, I just throw the ball down on the tee and hit it. I wonder what the time v score sort of combination is. Because obviously, you, if he just doesn't I, want to waste time... I think you add them together. I think that's how you get your final score. Oh. It's as simple as that. Right. I did uh, read the rules of speed golf not that long ago. Right. Yeah. When we were doing 365. And obviously, we'll go to decimal points yes. with the seconds. I would have thought so, yeah. Uh, Reed says as soon as he hits his tee shot, he's off. And he puts his second club on the floor, so he's got it in his hands while running after the first ball. So he says, you just run to the ball, look at the hole, pull the trigger. It's the same when you get to the green. There's no time to line up the putt, you just hit it. Reed first played golf as a 10-year-old, jumping the fence across the road from his parents' place. He said he was the fittest he's ever been. I go to the gym every morning for an hour before school. He's quite young then. I mix up my training, go into the track, try and play three rounds of speed golf during the week after school, even during winter. I can get around 18 holes in when the others can only get in three or four. I've run a few 10k races and half marathons. My best for 10k is 36 minutes. I finished second in the Devonport Classic. There you go. He plays at Wayatamata, and the players there know him quite well. They see me coming and they let me through. I can usually get around in less than 45 minutes. That's annoying. How can you just be running like that and just keep playing? Oh. He says it's at Fitzroy Golf Club, I see this, he's shot a 71 in 33 minutes. I mean, it was a, it's only a par 68, so it's quite short. There's no doesn't sound to be any par fives, but three over par in 33 minutes on an 18-hole course, Rob. That's something to aim for. Just, I know you can't run anymore, but, unfortunately. No, I can't run anymore, but that's definitely a young man's game. Speed golf? Yeah. I reckon it is. Screw that. That's he annoying, is, that. He is quite wily. 
He's quite wiry, right? I want to see some footage of this because I want to see exactly how quick they're running. Because regardless, so it's basically six kilometer run, thirty three minutes. Oh, that's... so that's that's sort of five minute k's then. Yeah, near enough. So that's not actually crazy flying. But don't forget, you've, so they've you've, got a, you've got a line-up of I'm, I'm, I'm just calculating that into it. So they're probably taking a, a touch more time to play this shot than I think I'm getting in my mind at the moment. Right? I would have like, thought. The actual time to they're taking to, to line themselves up is some sort of time. It's not like they just oh, three stop. Or, and, three or four seconds at most, I reckon. Literally yeah. get to the ball, line up, swing through, hit the ball. As soon as you hit the ball, you're gone. Pick your bag up and but run. How do you know what club you're going to hit second all the time? Yeah. It's very presumptuous. I imagine if you just duff one shot, you're in trouble. I think so. It'll be interesting. I mean, it's, there's definitely an art to it. Definitely But, but how he's saying you don't even line up putts, that's going to cost you. you just got to get it close. You've you got to imagine it's the half metre rule, haven't you? Oh, yeah. you just got to get it in that area. I the believe thing, the hole's bigger than it actually exactly. is. Exactly. Roll it in. And uh, The other thing is, as well, I would imagine they don't play speed golf on Augusta. No. So the greens are fairly... In fact, I, I would say they're not, they're not on many championship courses exactly. at that's all. That's what I was getting at. That's what so I was getting at. So you'll get those rural country courses with the flat greens. and yeah. There's small greens, though, too. Yeah. Those country ones. Yeah. But then you've got to be a bit more accurate with your irons, haven't you? All right, well, enough of them. What yeah. else you got? Indian Premier League. Yeah. Ravi Jadeja hit 37 yeah, and yeah, over. Yeah, heard about this. 37. The bowler. Who was the bowler? I didn't say who the bowler was. Um, but they said he had basically what? Harshal Patel. Okay. All over the Wankhede Stadium. Four straight sixes, one of which is off a no ball. Ended the over with a two, a six, and a four. Uh, Chris Gale had set the uh, previous record in 2011. They said his overall performance one of the greatest performances in the history of... Uh, it could possibly be the greatest match by one player because he was 67 off 22 or something. Okay. And he also took two wickets for not many okay. runs. Right, I think that. I think did a, a direct hit run three, out. Three for 13, yeah, okay. and a direct, a direct hit, hit run, run out. out and yeah. maybe, an, an, maybe an amazing catch as well. The other thing was, he got dropped on naught by yeah. Dan Christian. He's a dangerous player, that Jadeja. The, India against us in the semi-final of the World Cup looked pretty gone. But when he was there with Dhoni, mm. I was starting to get quite I worried. I didn't notice Dhoni was playing the other night. I thought he'd given up totally, but he's obviously still playing IPL. you got to keep the old money rolling in. Ching, ching. I don't think you'll ever be sure. Did I tell you I watched his biography film, Miss Dhoni? What? There's a, his his biography film as a Bollywood film. Uh, is it a yeah. proper Bollywood? Film? Oh it, well, for one, it's about three hours forty. So, <laughs> so is it a, is it like, a film or like is it a biopic? Or it's is shot it... like it's just shot with DSLR cameras and drones. Nothing wrong with that. And Rob. super 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 slow mo montage moments. It's like there's no subtext whatsoever. Like every single moment is just as it is. You say what you see. It could have been compact more. But it's still kind of a good story. But the slow-mo's very annoying. I'm not reviewing this right now. No, don't. No, no, no. no, we're, no, no. we're coming up to that in a minute. Wow. Very straight. No boozing. Like, one, oh, just God. one of his mates starts having a few beers, and he starts saying, oh, you're an addict, and all this sort of stuff. I was like, jeez. Really? Easy, easy, Tiger, yeah. But he come up out of the... He wasn't from wealthy family, he missed, only. Okay. He was from the doldrums. Right. The doldrums? The, the dudgeons. <laughs> the, the pauper's alleys. He was a pauper. <laughs> The doldrum. Well, he came from the middle of an ocean where there's no wind. <laughs> I'd say from a um, society, a sort of background of which is somewhat stagnated, a stagnated type of people. Don't try and dig yourself out of that one. <laughs> Some dog millionaire as he is now. Yeah, but he didn't go on. Who wants oh, to be a millionaire? Well, he just gets paid lots of money to play cricket. Right. Hey, did you hear about Kevin? No. 
He's in Australia too. Spreading himself a bit thin. Yeah. Everyone wants a slice of Kevin. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Rob Cross and this is 365 Days of Sport. Time for Rob's Film Review! Ah, oh, hot-ass flowers Hot-ass flowers again. Well, I was going to give Film Review a break for a week. Oh, were you? But, um, but no, but then I sort of realised if I don't do that, I probably haven't got much to offer. So I've been thinking that for 197 <laughs> shows, Rob. So I thought, well, I jumped on Google today and typed in uh, top. 50 great bad films. Great bad films? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Had a, good, had a good list ready, compiled, ready to go. What were some of the films and on this list? Quite a few of them I had seen. Well, and a few of them I've already reviewed. Mortal Kombat was on there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mortal, Mortal Kombat Any was on Which there. Way But Loose? Um, any Which Way Was That on there? I don't know. Uh, I can't recall that. But there's other ones I've seen in there. Gus? Um, Gus wasn't in there. <laughs> it's a great film, well, that's it should right. Have been. There, I don't know, there's a bunch. But that one, that one struck a chord. Over the Top was in there. Oh, Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Thought about going through that for the people, but uh, it's a bit too well-known, that one, I think. Not obscure enough. This one I chose purely because I'd never heard anything about it before. Oh, okay. And it's got an all-star cast. Right. Rob Lowe starring in Young Blood. Young Blood? Yeah. Oh, this must have been about his Oxford Blues time when he was a rower. 1986 it came out. Yeah, Oxford yeah. Blues would have been about that time. Uh, supported by none other than Patrick Swayze. It's a young Keanu Reeves in there. What a cast this yeah, is! Yeah, and uh, I didn't get the name of the um, the main female actress. Now, Young Blood. This is an ice hockey film, isn't it? This is an ice hockey film. I reckon I've seen this. That's unbelievable that yeah. you've seen this. I've never even heard of it. So Rob Lowe is growing up uh, near Buffalo, I think, in, in uh, up, upstate New York, and he's a hockey player. They all are. And he's a very good. His whole life he's been pretty damn good. His older brother's a hockey player too. His dad. His thing is he's a bit small. Is Rob Lowe? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his main problem was he's a good hockey player, but he can't fight. So he he often plays well and beats everyone, but then often he gets physically overwhelmed. So he goes, all right. He's desperate to prove himself. He's another guy, not unlike Andy, the Oyage Yugoslavian. He grows up on a farm. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, I'm not just going to be some loser farmer. I'm going to be a winner and be a hockey player, all right? Mm-hmm. So just in case you're out there, any of you farmers out there, if you feel like you're a loser, you need to try and become a hockey player like yeah. Rob Lowe does in this film. And he goes to play for the Hamilton Mustangs. Oh, because those Canadians. Mustangs. Is that, a, is that a fictional team? Yes, it's a fictional well, team. Well, it might be a minor league team. Team, I'm not sure, right? I think it is kind of minor league-ish, yeah. but it's probably fake. It's definitely not NHL. I think it's way. sort of like the California Atoms. I was going to say, yeah, it's yeah. not like the California Atoms. Yeah, yeah, NFL. Like and he goes up there to prove himself against his father's will, and his brother sort of wants to give him, lend him a hand, so he drives him up and drops him off. So this, this film follows the classic W-shaped screenplay uh, sort of five-act play out. You're getting technical on us again, So, right? if you imagine a double you in your own mind, there's a, there's the first that's showing the action of how the character's going, and it's going downhill at the start. Oh, right. Because it's pretty dark about, well, he leaves his dad, he's like, screw you, I'm going to go be a hockey player. S- sounded like Happy Gilmore, Rob. Well, funnily enough, 
Not unlike Happy Gilmore and structure. In fact, the vast majorities of stories are the W shape because they go down, then they go up, but it's a false goal. And so it goes wrong, they go back down again, and they hit rock bottom, they find a catalyst to uh, make a resurgence, and they come back and they come through in the end, and it's up again, you see? And everyone wins. Yeah. So anyway, he joins this hockey team. He tries out. He's actually tries out pretty well. He scores a few goals, and he's awesome. But this guy named... Kaki, Ryan Kaki or okay, something. I don't know. The bad guy. He's a bit of an angry bloke and, and he just he beats him up, basically. Oh, does he? And Rob Lowe can't fight him, but he he's run rings around him scoring goals. Uh, he's called Racky, right? Racky, that's it, yep. Racky. And he, he couldn't fight and he decided I'm gonna i I'm gonna fight you. He punches them in the head and Rob Lowe gets stitches. And so they announce the team afterwards and the change is who makes it. Rob Lowe gets in, but this Racky guy doesn't get in. He's like, What do you mean? I was all over that guy and goes, You're beating him up, but you can't play. And so he's like, screw you. And, of course, he goes he, and joins the rivals. What do you reckon, Beefy? Oh, of course yeah, he does. He yeah. goes and leaves and goes and does that. Exactly right. Brilliant foresight yeah. there, Beef. But Rob Lowe goes running after him, and, and, and he's just said his eye stitched up. That's been, oh, yeah. And he's in his uh, jock strap. Oh. Uh, and goes out uh, with, with his bare naked buttocks. Because, of course, the straps, they don't go down the G-string style. They go around the leg. Yeah. So it's a full moon of those. Yeah, it is. What? Why is that design like stops that? Stops you, you getting know? sweaty bum crack, Rob. Is that, well, but you, that's going to happen regardless. Surely, what do you mean stops you getting... Well, it stops your pants getting sweaty in the bum crack. So it sits there and it's permanently wet. I don't understand the logic of this whatsoever. Don't worry, carry on. Anyway, sure enough, this uh, racky guy runs out the fire escape door and he and Roblo can't get him. And then... This girl walks around the corner, and there's Rob Lowe standing there with his, his, his jock strap. Tremendous. And she's sort of going, oh. I don't think many people wear those. Nice shape. Arseless jock straps anymore. They're a bit old they've school. They've gone. They were very 80s. Yeah. Well, okay. This was the time for them, obviously. If you've seen Major League, Pedro Serrano, he's mm. there, and he gets his bum slapped by the owner of the team. He's, okay. he's wearing one of those uh, bumless yeah, yeah. jock straps. Okay. Pa- backless, perhaps, as opposed to no, bumless. No, they're probably bumless. Really? Yeah, it's like um, arseless chaps. Ah, yeah, I get you. So that's why I was saying bumless. Anyway, carry on, Rob. Anyway, so and then, of course, this girl walks around the corner just as he's standing there, introduced the love interest. Straight off the bat. Which, by chance, what do you, who do you reckon's daughter she is? The owner. The coach. The coach. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so there we go. Brilliant plotting once again. Well, she, that's and why she, she stays quite stadium. a liking to him. Very, he's good looking bloke, that Rob Lowe. He still looks the same now. Well, I, you know, 44 years later. They're, uh, they're running uh, reruns of, reruns, they're Parks and Recreation, and he's there. Yeah. And he's out there training every day, running lots and. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? He's got this English series at the moment where he's the chief of police. I don't know what you're talking about. He's the chief of the police in an English TV series. Yeah. Rob Lowe. Yeah. He gets a lot of hassle uh, from the locals. Anyway, this is going to take forever if we keep... I mean, this has already gone 10 minutes. I think I haven't really got started. No, Although I think you probably know what's going to happen. He then starts getting it. It keeps going downward, though, you see. It's still on the downward. He makes the team. But what do you reckon next? Uh, It's all these guys have been around for a while. Swayze's the main guy on the team. And he's like, this young blood. His name's actually Dean Youngblood, by the way. That's why he's called Youngblood. Of course it's Youngblood. And it's just like, this guy, we're not just going to let him come in and waltz into the team like he's the big man. It's initiation time. So, first of all, they shave his balls. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> Pin him down. Get yeah. that sorted out. Then they go, oh, yeah, sorry about that, mate. Um, Let's go to the pub. And they all just... <laughs> they steal his clothes. And, and now they buy, like, all loads of tequila shots over and over and over, full well knowing they've got training the next day. Uh-huh. He's knocking all the shots, trying to fit in with the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're throwing them over the shoulder. Uh-huh. He turns up the next day at training, and he he's can't get through training because he's too hungover and munted. Right. Gets a bollocking from the coach. And they're all making fun of him, and, and he's not he's not really doing well at all so far, and he's still struggling even though he's in the team. But he does go out with the coach's daughter. He tries yep. to hook up, but she's like, no, nah, no, nah, we shouldn't be hooking up. I'm the coach's daughter and all that. But then they had the first game, and he scores his first goal. Yeah. And Swayze then goes, okay, he's he's earned his stripes now, and he's a moment where he flicks in the puck, and he catches it and just like, and Swayze looks at him and goes, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like, yeah, all right, I'm in the team. And this is the turning point where he goes back up the hill again. So now he's like, yeah, and he's, and he's playing well, and he's scoring lots of goals. And then he's going, actually, despite her uh, intents to placate him from uh, uh, any further romantic advances, mm-hmm. she can't withstand his charm. Right. It's Rob Lowe. It is. And eventually he just gets hold of him. Oh, the other thing that happens, before we go any further, he's staying at the local, uh, this is before his dating has ramped up with the coach's daughter. He's staying with Mrs. McGill at the uh, sort of billeting house for young players with a bunch of the other younger guys in the team. And there's what's known to the team as tea time with Mrs. McGill. Oh, cool. Mrs. McGill is probably knocking on 40, but uh, in reasonable shape. Not not bad for her age, keeping yeah. it together. Right. And you go, go up to your room, young man, unpack your stuff. I'll be up in a sick with some tea. Brings up the tea and starts promptly taking her clothes off. Oh. And just jumps in the bed and uh, jumps on top. And that's sort of her, her initiation. Welcome to my place. This, this is how it rolls here at Mrs. Mrs. McGill's on. house. Right. And this is this is standard practice for all the boys. They're like, oh, nothing better than tea time with Mrs. McGill. <laughs> Swayze knows all about it. Oh, of course yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, he's all been through it. Well, good on him for having a liberal attitude, you know. <laughs> it's, it's very progressive for the time, I would have thought. Certainly no protests from the uh, the male uh, side of things. They were uh, yep. quite well involved. Anyway, eventually he moved on from uh, from that, and as I said, he was dating Coach's daughter. And uh, they're, they're going very well. Yeah. They're getting a real rapport, and uh, um, things are getting pretty serious on the hockey side of things oh, good. and they got a big game big against old Rocky's new team right lo and behold and this Rocky guy who they will meet this in the Rocky, final this Rocky well there's there's an outside chance <laughs> yeah. there's a very strong bit of an outside chance anyway Rocky Rocky comes in and he wastes um, Patrick Swayze with a big puck to the head I, I sort of missed this because I was cooking the fish oh good yeah yeah that, good. had a nice trout for dinner so I didn't see exactly what incident caused it but Patrick Swayze ended up getting a cold plate stuck in his head and at this point he's sort of like Rob Lowe's brother like, oh. they've, become, they've become real good mates he's yeah. like passing down the into the new guard and Rob Lowe's gutted because he then went to go and fight Rocky but he, he still can't fight he hasn't learned to fight yet he's only a player so he felt like he let down Patrick Swayze oh. And then, as in the next team meeting afterwards, and the coach is going off about this and that, and Rob Lowe, he's he's become disillusioned with the sport. He's not sure who he is anymore. He doesn't feel like he's contributing. He doesn't feel like, is it all worth it, all this violence, all this fighting? What am I going to do about this? And and in a moment of despair, walks out of on the team. And coach has said, yeah, we'll tell your story walking, mate. Whoa. And, you, yeah, get stay away from my daughter while you're at it. Bit harsh. And so he goes and says farewell to the daughter, and she's she's like a bit dark. And he goes back to the farm, and then he's mucking about in the farm, and the and the father because the father was in this have never all that approving in the first place. So yeah, yeah, I 
knew you'd be back. Of course you're back. And this is after he's been in the paper and doing pretty well on that, oh, you know. He's really, giving, he's really giving Not it away. Back. And anyway, at some point after he's been doing a lot of laborious farm work, feeding the roosters, and he's been under, like, hay bales and all that stuff, and it's not a glamorous life at all, and he realises, what have I done? This is foolish. And his brother says, look, I'm going to train you up how to fight. We've got to get this going. And he starts teaching him boxing, and he's punching the bags, and then he's going back to the hockey rink, and he's shooting goals, and he's getting fitter. He's learning how to be a fighter. Right, Rocky style. Then he can come back. He's not only going to be a player, he's going to kick ass as well. Serious ass kicking. (laughs) Serious. And then, when he's on the ice one day, late late night before he's about to go back, his dad comes along, who's barely said a word to him and has his skates on and comes and he's just going, what the hell's dad doing here? And his dad's a great skater. Oh. And he didn't really know he was such a great sort of hockey player himself. And he goes, if you're going to go back, you're going to go back ready. He's like, what do you mean? He goes, hit me. Whoa. He's like, what? Hit me. Come on, hit me, hit me. He's like, so it goes at him. His dad just wastes him. Oh, good. Yeah. You can hit a bag on the farm. If you can't hit a guy in real life, you can't do it. And and he's just teasing him and toying with him. Then Robert Lee Rowe realizes he's actually there to help him. And he starts teaching him some wrestling moves. He goes for the jersey over the head oh, move. Yeah, yeah. And the punch in the head when he with the with the arms tied down, he can't do anything. Yeah. Pretty cheap, but it's a it's a good it technique works. there. It yeah. works. So with these new fighting techniques in mind, Rob Lowe goes back to the team. And he turns up in the second period. There's only three periods in hockey, of course. Three 20-minute periods, as we know. Good work, Rob. And he turns up in the second turn, and he's back. And Swayze's still there. He can't play anymore because he had to have a metal plate in his head. And he's just like, you go out there and you do it for me, man. He's like, yeah, you got it. And anyway, they're down 2-0, and it comes through. And I have to say, before the third turn, worst coach's speech of all time. Oh, no. Absolutely terrible. It, It was, I would say, in a similar ballpark to the suitcase of courage. It was that bad. But delivered so nonchalantly. He goes, all right, guys, we're going to get out there for the third quarter and we're just going to really give it to him. What do you think? Yeah. Understated, Rob. That's the way to do it. (laughs) Very understated. understated. Unimpressive. So anyway, there's three seconds to go on the clock and Rob Lowe is facing off against this rocky guy the whole time because lo and behold, as you predicted, they were in the final match against them. And they keep fighting. Rob Lowe's just getting wasted the whole game. He's getting beaten up again by this rocky guy. He's getting stitches. He's getting his tooth checked out and all sorts of stuff, blood everywhere. And he just can't get it together, but he's still scoring the goals. Still. Gets it back to two all. There's three seconds left. He gets one of those one-on-one with the goalkeeper sort of puck things where you start in and out. Scores the goal. Pretty lame slow-mo. You just feel like it's not really the climax. And you know what it's not. Because then the restarts, time goes up, and they try to take... Rob Lowe off the ice because there's no point for the last three seconds him getting beaten up by Rocky again. Yeah, yeah. We may as well save to make sure he doesn't get hurt. Rob Lowe's like, I ain't going off. Oh. And the game's not over yet. Not by a long shot. The siren goes. The game's over. They're all celebrating. Yeah. Rob Lowe just goes, all right, you and me, it's on. <laughs> it's all over. Now it's just about the fighting. Oh, okay. So morally, it's kind of conflicted because it's, it's, it's great that he's hung in there and he's dealt with his demons of not being able to fight. But is it such a good thing to be able to punch people in the head in a hockey match? Perhaps not. Anyway, he uses his dad's technique, <laughs> pulls, the pulls the jersey over their head, and he knocks them out. And that's the end of the movie. Oh. Except at the end, there's a classic, hilarious moment where the girl comes back in. She goes to kiss him, but his face is so badly beaten up, it hurts, uh, and he can't do it. And they She walk might have fallen off. over on the ice. That would have yeah. been funnier. This was a pretty lame movie. Right. But it is so bad that it's good. And I'm going to give it a, a solid three out of five stars. Three out of five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah comedy, yeah. comedy. Yeah. Young blood. Um, 
Felix Vasquez Jr. Yeah. says, It's no masterpiece, but it's a definite slice of 80s cheese yep. that delivers on action, engaging characters, and a kick-ass final showdown that I had fun with. Yeah, yeah. Our mate uh, Roger Ebert, uh, Youngblood is not a bad movie and, is, and indeed has moments of real conviction, but it is doomed by its plot, which is yet another example of what I like to call the climb from despair to victory. Hey. Am I just on point you with are all these all things? over it. Now, Walter Chow... From Film Freak Central. Yeah. I'm quoting verbatim, so I I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. This is so gay that it's almost possible to see the film as a comment that the real audience for movies like this are pre-sexual little boys and homosexual big boys. I'm not sure what that even means. I don't know what that I'm means not, either, sure but he's given it naught stars. Not stars. The bit where they shaved his balls was a bit gay, I thought. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But uh, also a hilarious prank. Hilarious. Yeah. Mm. So that was that. Uh, this is some of the public reviews. Uh, I saw this sports romance movie on TV about a month ago, and I thought it was pretty good, especially with the two hot stars, Low and Swayze. Oh, mate, what a combo. Yeah. There's quite a lot of shirts off um, weightlifting parts, getting fit and that sort of stuff with uh, glistening bodies. It's This is another review. It's really 80s <laughs> oriented and completely ridiculous half of the time. There's a really good story within it as well. Rob Lowe parades around as this ultimate beefcake. <laughs> um, so the official stats, the official reviewers on the tomato is 38%, but the audience do score it at 68 Yeah. So it's quite well uh, received. It's a great dumb watch. Great dumb One watch. Of the, and that's the sort of stuff we're after here, it, I think. I'm not arguing about that. Yeah. Definitely not arguing about that. Well, well done, Rob. I yeah, like that. No problem. Uh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, that's you up some time. We've got shed loads to get through, okay. yeah? We've got a quiz coming up soon. Okay. Hi, I'm Lauren Burns, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Oh, Rob, that music can only mean one thing. It's quiz time. Yep. We could do it quickly. Do you want to hear the snooker scores? Uh, yes, I do, actually. Friends of the show with Diana One, Rob. Mark Williams. Mark Williams. He's the one yeah. last one standing. He did beat John Higgins, the other friend of the okay, show, so in the second round. He smashed him, actually, 13-7. No, oh, no, Ronnie, that's a shame. Ronnie lost 13-12. Ooh. In fact, he was 12-11 up and lost the last two frames. Oh, Missed no. a chance to go through. So, okay. uh, currently, um, McGill, Anthony McGill... McGill is, again. ...is drawing with um, Stephen... No, Stuart Bingham, 4-all in the quarterfinals. Uh, right. Mark Williams is going to take on... Mark Selby, Melbourne's finest, Neil Robertson. He's 5-3 up over Kieran Wilson in the cause. And then we've got Judd Trump in the big one, taking on Sean Murphy. Okay. So uh, hang on to your hats, people. It's snooker time. But hang on to your hats again, because it's quiz time. Best of five, sports trivia. We ask each other sports trivia questions. I'll go first. All right, here's here's a current one for you, Rob. Uh, uh, not current. Which New Zealander became the first Kiwi to score a hat-trick in the Premier League this week for Burnley? It's in the news, Rob! I haven't been... I don't watch the news anymore. (laughs) But it's in the news. Which New Zealander took a hat-trick for who, sorry? Burnley. In the the IPL. No, in the English Premier League. On soccer? Soccer. Scored a hat-trick. First ever Kiwi to score a hat-trick. How the hell do I know a soccer player? He's New Zealand. Captain. I don't know any soccer players. Right. Uh, who's who, New Zealand captain? And Tim Cahill's Australian, isn't he? Yes. I'm thinking from like probably <laughs> 12 th- years ago. I reckon you're thinking of Shane. I can't even think of his surname. Edwards Carter. Because um, that's the last time I knew any soccer players was 12 <laughs> years ago. 
Eric Shadbolt. Oh, 1-0, Rob. <laughs> the guy is called Chris Wood. Uh, Chris Wood, is it? Yeah. Okay. Education, okay. Rob. You learn every week yeah, on Yeah, thanks show. for that. That's probably another one my New Zealand friends will give me a bollocking <laughs> they for. They will. Rob, how don't you know there's a Kiwi in the uh, Premier League? The last time I saw uh, New Zealand soccer match was when we tied in the World Cup. Mm. When we got those three ties. All right. It's in the news, Rob. It's in Fo- the news. Football. Oh, yeah. At which German football club did Jurgen Klopp begin his managerial career? Begin? Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. Ding. Hamburg. <laughs> Mainz 05. FC Mainz. Oh, is that a class? Oh, no, no. Good. There's quite a few here I don't actually really know anything about. Yeah, I know so. that. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, question two for you. Uh, who was the former Dallas Cowboys quarterback that played for the Corpus Christi Fury? Oh, that massive big ogre. We interviewed him. Oh, come on now. Let me think. Come on, Roberto, because that's from the pilot. Is he in the pilot, that guy? Yes, he probably is. I'm thinking Casey. No, what's his name? Second round draft pick for the Cowboys. Yeah. He's had a few drug issues. Yeah, I remember you saying all that. It's not going to come to me, this one. I think Casey's something. It's close. Oh, nah, I'm just going to say nah. I don't know. Quincy? Quincy Jones. <laughs> Quincy Jones. Quincy Carter. Quincy Carter, that's right. I was in the right sort of sounding yeah, stuff. Yeah, you were. It wasn't, wasn't bad. Quincy Carter. Quincy Carter. Damn it. I just he, haven't watched that pilot lo- in he, ages. He loved us. He's he, a nice bloke. He was a nice bloke. Yeah. Considering the issues he had. Well, well yeah. Well, I was just impressed that you knew so much about him. Why are you surprised, Rob? Why were you because, surprised? Because I never, ever would have known that some guy at that Bollocks Arena football with 12 people watching yeah. and there's an NFL former yeah. Dallas Cowboys cat quarterback yeah. there. It was a surprise to me He's like well. six foot six. He was big. Big boy. Big unit. Which footballer has scored the most goals in World Cup history? Juice Fontaine. Miroslav Close. Oh, oh, okay. He's overtaken, is he? Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, yes. Fair questions. I'm glad they're fair questions. I can't disagree with that. All right. TV for you. Which golfer made a cameo appearance on Entourage, one of your favourite shows, apparently? Oh, Phil Mickelson. It was Phil Mickelson. Yes, Roberto. Yes, 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 yes. I've never seen one minute of Entourage, but apparently there's a lot of cameos yeah. in Entourage. That's a funny episode, that one. That's where that guy dies. The Oh, great. Hilarious. Uh, Just hilarious. <laughs> who's the head of Warner Brothers? He dies. Oh, magic. Because Ari's got to try and beat him, but he's got Phil Mickelson on his team. Anyway, okay, come on, Beefy. Right. Which female tennis player has won the highest number of Grand Slams? Oh, Serena Williams. No, Margaret Court. Oh. No, uh, first answer, man. It is Margaret Court. Jesus Christ, that's bad. It is Margaret Court. It is Margaret Court, 24. But I think the, the sound's there. No, no, no. I, I've yeah. Got it, yeah. I yeah. just jumped the gun, man. All right. Jump the gun. All right. That's All right. stupid. All right. She needs one. She's one behind. Is there only one behind Serena? Well, yeah, because... Oh, no wonder the, the she's idea, so determined now. The idea yeah. was to win it in Melbourne where Margaret Court Arena is just ah, to shove I it up. Ah, I see. A, All right, oh, right. I'm going to lose now because of that. Oh, we'll see, we'll see. That's ridiculously bad for me. All right, question four. Yep. Name the missing sport from this list. Oh, focus. Baseball, basketball, football, water polo, hockey, rugby sevens. What's the oh, missing sport? Oh, my God. Baseball. When you say football, you mean soccer? Yeah, soccer. Baseball. It's the world game, Rob. Football. Baseball. Football. Basketball. Football. Water polo. Hockey. Rugby sevens. And one more. The the others are all in the Olympics except baseball. Well, baseball, they tried it, I think, but I thought it failed. 
Oh, okay. I think it's just a team sport with a ball. I think handball's not in there anymore. That's come and gone. Uh, Volleyball. Close. It is handball. It's handball? Team sports at the Olympics. Team... But volleyball's a team sport at the Olympics? Yeah, but it's not really, is it? Oh, it is. yes, it is. Yeah, yes, it is. You're right. Yep. <laughs> and I got handball kind of too. You did, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I got that one covered. Volleyball a team sport? Yeah, I suppose it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, couldn't. Yeah, no, it is. You're right. <laughs> I forgot about that. And I had handball in there too, so yeah, I mean, yeah, come no, on. That's fair enough. You I was going it. between the two yeah, right no, answers, you, you and I got it. both of them. So I actually got oh, two. Gosh. I should have got bonus point. You wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so handball is still in there. I wasn't sure yeah, if it was it still is. in yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In English... You're dormy too, Rob. In English men's rugby, who is their all-time top try scorer? That's a very good question at the minute. Is it still Rory Underwood? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I should have said, I don't know, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would have gone that way anyway. Yeah. I think, because I don't This think... could be an oldest quiz. Who do you think might have overtaken... Oh, it could be anyone, bloody any of the new guys. But they haven't really been around that long. Rory Underwood was in for a long time. came from the league, so he didn't play that much. I thought next probably Tony might be not far off. Yeah, probably is. All right, 2-1. All right, here's a good one for you. Last one. Come on, if I get this, I win. In what sport can you legitimately shoot blacks? Uh, well, snooker. You don't really shoot them, do you? Well, it's a, it's, I mean, this, see, this is getting into strange... Um, this is actual terminology. Well, okay. Well, then you shoot the black. When would you shoot the black? Well, then I'm gonna say uh, biathlon. It is biathlon. Yes. Good work. <laughs> well, thank you for giving me some leeway there because yeah. I did say snooker, but it wasn't necessarily wrong either. You don't really. Shoot it was. Them, it's, it's, you're playing on language. Well, they they actually use that terminology, shoot blacks, in okay. Marathon. Although okay. I think it's changed now. I think they... Oh, no, they still use the guns. It's um, modern pentathlon. They've changed the lasers. Okay. So, I, do I win? Yeah, you're 3-1 up with one to play. After retiring from professional cycling, what sport did Bradley oh, Wiggins... Rowing. Brief- yeah, that's uh, true. Rowing. <laughs> I don't even know who he is. Bradley Wiggins? Wiggins? The cycler, of course. He won so, the Tour de France. Oh, did he? Oh, that's pretty good. Won a few Olympic He had a go at Rome, did he? Oh, Beefy's angry. Yeah. Beefy's cross. I know. Margaret Court. <laughs> Should have got Margaret Court. Really? He even said, I'm going to lose now. So, Wiggins apparently set like some close to record time when he jumped on the indoor rower. Okay. That's why he thought he could become a rower. Okay. But he was quite old, like yeah. like late 30s. A bit more balance his involved aerobic, in the actual thing. Um, his aerobic capacity was pretty huge, but he yeah. didn't quite do it. And he decided to buy his own cycling team instead, I think. Okay. Well, what I do know is I'm going to get very hard questions next week because <laughs> Beefy doesn't like it. When I, I think I won two in a row now, and that's yeah. enough for him to get no, angry. No, you lost last week. I lost, but I won you the week won before. won the week before, 1-0. With yeah. the 1-0. Um, so this is what happens, people. No, it doesn't. <laughs> No, it <laughs> It's doesn't. obscurity time. Get, get ready to be asked what the name of um, the store was in Norway and stuff like that. <laughs> um, have we got time for this? Yeah, well, let's do this. So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear of mine because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless Very quickly, we're uh, we're famous on this show for doing bad national anthems. Yeah, I found another one. Oh. oh, say can you see my dance 
early light were so proudly behaved by the twilight's dawning. Jesus. Rockets were glare, and the rockets were glare. Oh no! I mean, yeah. honestly, how can you not remember the words? <laughs> the, I can't believe it. If you're really not sure, no one's going to care if you've got a little podium with the lyrics written on it. Like, exactly. just just do that. Yeah. How that, can you draw was, a blank? That was before a uh, Butterbean fight. Right. And Butterbean's in the ring, like, and the other guy's kind of just looking around going, what is going on here? <laughs> is it a, is the expression one of embarrassment, or uh, is he just sort of... Which one? The singer. Oh, he, he's no, he's petrified. Yeah, is he's he? just yeah. absolutely done his absolute dong. Right, um, he's lost his mind basically in fear. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think so. 2015, Rob, we went to the World Championship Handball in Denmark. Yep. I found this. This is the official song of the World Championship oh. Handball in 2015 <laughs> called Hard. Oh. Did of... they play this after the game? I, I would have thought so. Because... I remember a song came on real loud. I remember during the game. But I mean, there's a fantastic atmosphere. But anyway, let's, let's listen to Heart of Handball. All right. Everybody come. It's very... Hey, baby. Sing it. Oh, 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 sing with Yep, this this came on at the end of the game. It's real annoying. Like yeah, that all the way I through. Think yeah, that's about how I remember it. Yeah. It's pretty rubbish. Worst song in the world. I, I still... actually like the other one they played like before the game. I seem to remember, but I can't. I didn't okay, look for that. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I still laugh thinking about like when after the match and they have the media walkthrough queue, and there we are with my crappy little camera and <laughs> you with the plugged-in microphone. All these full-blind professional oh. media outlets. With cameras and stuff, like... I, at that point, was quite... I mean, I was already kind of conscious of it at the start. Yeah. You really didn't care. No. Nah. You thought it was great. Yeah. But now you... <laughs> I, I think about it, and I think... 
this was the World Championships. <laughs> yeah. There are journalists, and I mean yeah, yeah, journalists yeah. from all over the world, mm. serious handball journalists. Yeah, yeah. And we rock up in the mix zone <laughs> and grab one of the stars yeah. of the Danish handball team yeah. who have yeah. just beaten Sweden, their biggest rivals. Yeah. Well, I really had no... The, the first thing was, do you speak English? And they, they were like, what? <laughs> uh, who are you? Anyway, and it's like, yeah, it was a great game, you know. But, you know, you've done it for Denmark, and then obviously we met Ricky Paulson, who is like the best handball goalkeeper in the world. And I asked her, hey, she got into handball. Oh Jesus! Like things oh, like that. She, I think, I think even then I might have gone, oh my god, what the hell are we doing? But <laughs> in terms of that, and then what turned out to be, we had just come from Dubai in the World Series ba- badminton, yeah, and the captain of the Danish handball team just happened to be the girlfriend of the top Danish badminton player right. who we'd intervie- interviewed two days earlier yeah. and Stina Jorgensen who was the captain of the Danish team yeah. we interviewed her oh funnily enough we talked to Jan in um, in Dubai a couple of days, and she said well he's just here tonight he just got in on a plane it was, oh we'll hook up with you later then and it was okay no worries at all but uh, thinking back what we kind of got away with in some of those I mean, they must have at some at one point eventually realised these guys are just two blokes that have just started a website and just have just. <laughs> I, I always refer uh, back when I get asked about um, 365 days of sport and what we did. What opened my eyes is when we applied for Melbourne Cup media yeah. accreditation, yeah. and they kind of did, yeah, do it, let's go, and it was really, and kind of that opened my eyes about what we could actually get away with, really. Um, so in terms of that, yeah, it's... Olympic but, accreditation. Yeah, and in the end, we, we got Olympic accreditation for Norway. And actually, we go back to the... When and I was, we, a, I was a photographer. When we went to the skiing, again in the mix zone at the end of the yeah. Olympic, youth Olympic skiing, mm. and that French journalist walked up to us and said, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. And, you know, I said, oh, well, we're here to cover the skiing. He goes, no, what are you doing? <laughs> and it was like, what do you mean? And he goes, no, why are you here? <laughs> Uh, and he was so angry. The fact that me and you were in the mix zone just with no idea what we were meant to be doing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so he was upset. What, what mix zone was that? In the... Um, at the end of the giant slalom at right. the Youth Olympics when we were in the, like, when the ski is finished and they come through and they have to wander through. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So... But there was a bunch of different spots or something, wasn't there? Yeah, and we were. we initially in the wrong spot or something? Um, I think we were just there. <laughs> <laughs> just minding our own business, doing our own thing. Oh, God. Like I said, the stuff we got away. Like, that was <laughs> time at the handball was... Well, one, we got there, and they had lost your accreditation for a start. Oh, that's right. And we had to go through go such a rigmarole that. to get you in. And then we just ate them out of house and home as well. We ate so much stuff, because we hadn't eaten. We had travelled all yeah, day yeah, to get yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So we ate, and we we were eating so much we kind of missed the start. Well, we didn't miss the start of the game, but by the time we got down to the court, yeah, there was no seats. No there. seats. It was that, so mass- that's why we ended up in that weird spot behind the goal, right, right <laughs> on the, the barrier. The greatest, the greatest spot, spot for a the- handball game of all time. <laughs> a meter from the goal, and yeah, <laughs> sold ten thousand sold out. Fifteen thousand, yeah. Mm. 50 Swedes and 14,950 yeah. Danes. And lots of blondes with red and white. It was crazy. It was All I, chanting in unison. That, I have to say, apart from the darts, which I loved, that was probably my favourite event. 
mm. the handball. Mainly, I think we got lucky because the fact it was Denmark, Sweden. I think if it was Czechoslovakia versus Russia, you know, it would, probably would have been a damn squib. But the fact it was Denmark, Sweden, we got so fortunate to experience that. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. The Dubai Sevens, I, I still think was yeah, it was fun. Too. It was fun, and we got great access there. Yeah, at the end of the games, just I just run on the field. It was ridiculous. And <laughs> in, in the in the first day, not even wearing one of those media bibs. Yeah, that's true. Just as a punter. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, you think back about the access we got out of well, let's call it luck. because well, but it's gone. A, but nowadays, it's sort of if you, if you get a few, then you go, oh, we got this, we got this, and then all of a sudden you start lining it up. It's like, but it reminds you a little bit of that film, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like like what you can achieve by mail. And, and, and like, but still, even nowadays, where things are supposed to be yeah. more stringent, more red tape, etc. Um, but I think just because you're coming from the other side of the world, yeah, yeah. it shows such a level of intent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is, is what sells and it. Let's face it: if we'd have done, if we'd have pulled some pranks or done something yeah. untoward, we yeah. actually tried to be vaguely professional, <laughs> even if our questions weren't. Um, but like, we had issues with the UCI, the cycling people, when we went to Belgium. Yeah, the guy that was running the event, media, did not want to give us media access. The cyclocross, the cyclocross, he right. really didn't. I sent him a picture of all our media passes, yeah. including everything we've been to. I said, look, you know, we're coming from I can't even remember. Oh, we were in London, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. And you know, we got there. I said, look, you know, we're not taking the piss here. We yeah. are actually yeah. genuinely interested in this. Yeah. And in the end, he said, yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I do remember when we arrived and he was talking about the the back and forth between the two of you or something and yeah. he just said oh he had to think about it and he eventually allowed yeah. it kind of thing but <laughs> some of the things I had meanwhile to go everyone's just pissing on trees left right and centre <laughs> like, you know, yeah they were yeah, yeah. Oh, look at the end of the day it was a bit catch me if you can because mm. the stuff we applied for I mean in the end we got approved uh, some form we were meant to the go to vast re- majority we, we i mean me- the only things that i mean obviously the u.s masters was going to always be a struggle the um <laughs> the apply yeah the um the Formula one was a nightmare Formula one was in, in the end but that worked out it, work it probably out. even better <laughs> just by accident by a mile moto gp we we didn't get media accreditation yeah. for the other one was the motor racing in long beach in california ah, they, yeah, yeah. they did Didn't not want, want a it. bar of us yeah absolutely i know i understand L- motor racing mostly american ones are here yeah. oh and of course don't don't forget um the new york rangers madison Mad- yeah we couldn't uh, get into madison square garden either yeah what were they thinking <laughs> what were they thinking so all the american ones were the tough ones the worst one about madison square garden is going to see the rangers was that they approved us mm. initially right and I went through all the right protocol to yeah. get us approved. Yeah. And they lied to us about us being approved. Okay. Our accreditation was meant to be there, and he had then done Alex Shimke uh, screwed us. No, um, Shimke. Was, no, Ryan sh- Nissan. Ryan, Ryan Nissan. Ryan Nissan. Yeah. <laughs> but as it happens, people. And anyway, I'm not dirty. Everyone, I'm not dirty anyone who is interested, we're outside Madison Square Garden, and a complete random person saw us trying to get tickets, yeah. and he said, "Here you go, guys." Some people didn't show up. It's on the arm, and gave us Bloody these. Am. He gave us these two tickets, and we were tickets. got into Madison Square Garden, watched the Rangers play the Capitals for him free. Like, like you just they, said, they were a hundred. They were, I think they were three hundred dollars tickets, something like that. And like you just said, it, we probably got better access where we were. Yeah. And that guy, the worst thing about that guy, the Rangers were two 0 down at the end of. 
the second period. He left because they were so bad. And then they scored three, they scored goals, three goals to go three two up. And then um, the Capitals scored with five points four seconds to go. Yeah, to send in overtime. It was an unbelievable yeah, yeah. Yeah. game. And I loved the way as well. We did the video. We did the show for ice hockey, and um, you you got a lot of footage of the dancing idiot. Yeah, and the comments from the Rangers fans were, "Oh, we loved your show. There was a bit too much footage of the dancing idiot." <laughs> <laughs> so no, it was fantastic. So uh, um, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I'll still never forget that Dunkin' Donuts coffee. It saved my life. I was I actually had a shocking hangover that day, mm. and the change from because that was the, the night after Cody Newton. Well, it was like a one p.m. start. It might have been a twelve midday start at the uh, Madison. Was, yeah, I think we got there early because we were we were supposed to get yeah. Uh, we waited out front for ages. Yeah, we did. That's so I, I went and got a uh, lamb kebab. Yeah, we were there. Well, you were. Well, you were just angrily. Oh, <laughs> you were not people. The beef man. He's a stubborn, stubborn <laughs> man. I tell you, he doesn't take no for an answer easily. You don't get much done if you do. I think. No. Uh, well, talking about that, we've got to thank Jack Links the best beef jerky on the planet. Yeah. Uh, we are coming up to 200 shows and we have invited the president, um, Troy Link yep. of uh, Jack Links oh. to be on the show. So hopefully okay. trying to get approval and make sure that happens. We, we are very grateful to uh, the people at Jack Links. 100% New Zealand grass-fed beef, Rob. Yeah. Top of the heat. So hopefully, because it is 200 shows mm. in two weeks' time, mm. so hopefully we'll have a raft of special guests. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Here's open. Yeah, it's open. Mm. Anyway, Rob, um, if you want to go into space, mm. then Jack Links is what you need. There's a I, I agree. I, I think... Because uh, it's the food of astronauts, people! It is the food of astronauts! I just thought you might say that, Beefy. I don't know why. Yeah, I thought you might say that. Oh, yeah. Uh, what you got coming up, Rob? Anything exciting? Um, I'm going to play a bit of golf. Got to try and beat week. a 97. Well, I, look, it's, it sounds worse than it actually is. This just I, I had I, a 10 on one hole. I'm not sure it does. Well, well but, <laughs> but I went out. I went out of bounds three times. Then oh, How's that, that doesn't help. Yeah, so there's a lot of penalties, and it was probably good enough to be just under 90. No, is it just a bit of a blip? I'll get back on it. Okay, good. Yeah, um, it sounds like it's quite hard to get into the Australian Open, though. You have to be quite good. Don't say that, Rob. Yeah, I don't take no for an answer. But um, just I, 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 if I'm totally honest, I don't think it'll be this year. <laughs> well, I said that the other week. I said, look, 2022, 23, depending on yeah. when. It, I think it's late in the year as well. Yeah. I think no, it's, I've got to uh, stretch. I'm just going to get down. I've got to be breaking 80 consistently. Yeah. Then I'll get a handicap. Yeah. And hopefully have a good score so I can get it down around a four or five or something. And then hopefully just by tournament time, I'll just get, get it down that extra bit. Oh, you can That's the plan. Just put in fake cards. No. No, I'm joking. I, I, no, never, I, I would never. I'm a professional sports. Never, man. ever, I ever. I cheat the system, no. unlike most Australian cricketers. No, I'll be, have, I'll be watch, having watched strictly by my uh, playing partner and they will sign off. Exactly right. Yeah. I can't disagree with that at all. Yeah. Uh, i got to go do, uh, to a presentation. I've got to go to a dinner. What, are you the honorary guest, are you? Um, I am one of the honorary guests, right? Oh, yeah. is this in the Gold Coast by any chance? Yeah, it is. Uh, so uh, I, I remember telling you ages ago there was three favourite yeah. sports prodigy from Helen's Vale. Yeah. Sam Stozer, Sally Pearson, mm-hmm. and you. the big beef man. Yeah. And that's come... Strangely, the other names are very familiar, household names almost here in Australia. I would suggest yours isn't. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> There's still time, Rob. There's still time. Anyway, <laughs> all right. We're gonna thank Jack Links beef jerky. If you haven't got your beef jerky in you, then get some in you. Jack mm. Links is only one name when you think of beef jerky. Jack Links. That's it. This has been show 198 of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. 365 days of sport. We'll see you next week.